0: It's Wednesday, July 6th, and this is Goodwill Talk Daily. Welcome back to Goodwill Talk Daily. It's great to be with you today. This is Pastor Marcos, and uh, man, I am having a lot of fun with you every day as we go through Second Timothy. I hope you're enjoying it as well, and I hope you've been benefiting from it. Uh, Not only in your knowledge—we're going to talk about knowledge today— But also in your heart, I pray that this time in the scriptures and in prayer is deepening your devotion towards Jesus Christ, is keeping your eyes fixed on him, that is is deepening the wells of love that you have, reservoirs of resiliency in a world that will try and shake you, try and pull you away, try and turn you to anything else other than Jesus Christ. This world is filled with distractions, but there's also an enemy who seeks to destroy us, destroy our witness, destroy our ability to follow after Jesus Christ with all that we are. There is an enemy who would seek to capture our minds. And so what we want to do is we want to fill our minds, fill our hearts with the scriptures and with prayer. That's why this short podcast exists perfect for those of you who are traveling to work, to or from, um, but also for those of you who work at home or those of you who are on vacation right now and know it's the middle of the summer. It's a time to recenter, to refocus ourselves before the Lord. Let's go back to 2 Timothy chapter 3. I'm going to read verses 8 and 9 for us, and we're going to be talking about the life of the mind. Fun stuff. Let's get into it. Just as Janus and Jambres opposed Moses, so these men also opposed the truth. Men corrupted in mind and disqualified regarding the, the faith. But they will not get very far, for their folly will be plain to all, as was that of those two men. He further describes Hymenaeus and Philetus, um, people who are in the, uh, in the tradition of Janus and Jambres, people who, have, uh, who were opposed to Moses during the time of the Exodus. Uh, people who were really opposed to the truth of God and what God was doing in the world at that time, they're opposed to the things of Christ, who is our truth. They are opposed to the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, And because of their opposition to the gospel, they have what Paul describes as corrupt minds. They are men corrupted in mind. Their way of thinking, their worldview is corrupted. And worldview is an important word here. Worldview is how we understand the world around us, how we process that information. Is it a biblical worldview? Is it the worldview of one political party or the other? Is it the worldview of materialism? Is it the worldview uh, of the Enlightenment philosophies of our age? Is it a worldview of postmodernism? What is the worldview? How do we view this world? How do we see it? How do we process it? How do we understand it? In order to think rightly, we must first believe in the gospel. The gospel of Jesus Christ is definitive. The gospel of the kingdom That there is a King Jesus Christ who is establishing his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven, and that the way into that kingdom is through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And now we live in the kingdom as saved people, being renewed day by day by the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, particularly in the renewing of our minds. Paul says this elsewhere, Romans chapter 12, verse 2, I'm going to get there in a second. But here's what happens. When we oppose the things of God, when we oppose the truth, when we set ourselves in opposition to the gospel, our minds start to go. Our minds start to fall into depravity, into corruption. We stop being able to think rightly, because we're not thinking according to the way God has designed things. We're not thinking according to the way that God wants us to think. We're thinking the way of the world, or worse yet, we're thinking the thoughts of the evil one. It takes a work of the Spirit to get us to view the world rightly. It is a transformation that must take place by the very power of God. That's what takes us back to Romans 12, verse 2. Do not be conformed to this world... But be transformed by the renewal of your mind. The renewal of your mind. How we think and what we put into our minds matters. It really matters. What, are you, what is your mind diet? Think about this in terms of diet. You know, if, if you do nothing, but eat really bad junk food filled with toxins and all the things that are really going to hurt you, you are going to become unhealthy. You're going, your body is going to be starved of the nutrition that it needs, and it's going to stop working efficiently. It's going to stop working the way God designed it. You, you have to have a good, healthy diet if you are going to function at 100%. Right? Those of us who struggle with our eating, we know this. We have to eat better. We have to. What we take in has to be better. Our, our diet has to transform, right? But our mind diets also matter. What we bring into our minds. There was an old way that I was um, taught this in Sunday school when I was a little kid, and I'm sure you've heard the jingle before, garbage in, garbage out, right? If all you're doing is viewing or listening to or reading things that are toxic, then it is not going to be long before those toxic things start coming out of you. Are you becoming more angry? Are you becoming more resistant to loving your neighbor? Question what your intake is. What is your mind diet? Are you spending all of your time reading nothing but tabloids? Do you find yourself really thinking about what's going on in the world of celebrity culture and not really thinking about what's going on in the world of the church or the world of, uh, of Jesus Christ, the world of the kingdom, what he would call you to do? Is your mind filled even with good things? Are you somebody who can rattle off rattle off sports statistics left and right, but you're not able to rattle off the scriptures? I know a lot of movie trivia. This is something that convicts me every time. Every time uh, we're watching a movie and I know something or I know when a movie came out or or I know of an obscure movie that nobody had ever heard of, I'm a movie buff, but here's where it gets really, really convicting for me when I can just rattle off other films this actor has been in, but I can't identify where things are in the scriptures. I'm starting to wonder, what is my mind diet? Am I really living in the scripture and allowing the scriptures to renew my mind. Is that transformation taking place that I might be able to discern the will of God of what is good and acceptable and perfect, or is my mind diet much lesser things? It doesn't just have to be toxic. We're not talking about only eating toxic sewage. There's also a diet filled with fluff, cotton candy, things that are unworthy of our time. We don't want our minds shaped by those things. We need to protect our minds. Your mind matters. How you think, the things that are important to you, are they the things of Christ or are they lesser things? I confess for me, sometimes there are lesser things. And sometimes when I'm really, really focused on fantasy football or focused on movies or focused on this or that, then what I have to do is confess to the Lord that my mind is being filled by lesser things doesn't mean those things are bad. doesn't mean you can't enjoy a movie or play fantasy football or read a tabloid or something like that, although I would be careful with the tabloids. They're normally lies, and you don't want to read lies. But what it does mean is that our main intake shouldn't be the cotton candy. It should be the real stuff, the real food filled with nutrients. There's nothing wrong about eating cotton candy at the fair, but if that is your diet, you're in trouble. We must feast on good, thoughtful, careful theology, doctrine, music, good, thick, Christian music, spend a lot of time in the scriptures, uplifting conversation with fellow brothers and sisters where we are iron sharpening iron. These things are so important to us in our own health. We must guard our minds. We must not think that we are immune to false teaching. One day, we may find ourselves being attacked by false teaching. And if we have corrupted minds because we have not been guarding them with the truth, we are susceptible to error. What is your mind diet? Let's pray. Father, help us to set our minds on things above, to set our minds on the things that you have for us, those things that are for our good, nourishing Strengthening. And God, we pray that you would help us to have a transformed life because of the renewing of our mind as we dive into the scriptures, into good theology, good doctrine, good conversation, good music, good movies, those good things that deepen our love for you. Help us, Lord, to care about the life of the mind, to use our minds for your glory's sake, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you. Thank you for being here with me today. I'll see you again tomorrow right back here at Good Bull Talk Daily.